What would your life look like if you felt confident in your body and in your health habits? We believe that confidence is possible for all people. This is the Free Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Dylan Murphy, registered dietitian and owner of Free Method Nutrition. We are dedicated to empowering women to make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. Come hang with us each week as we have conversations that will inspire you to live a life of freedom. Let's dive into today's show. Welcome back to another episode of Free Method Podcast. Today, I am joined by Jenna Waite. Jenna, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. love to be here. Yeah, we are happy to have you. I would love to start out just by hearing a little more about you and um, your story and kind of, yeah, just tell us a little more about yourself. All right. Um, I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, and I am also in a what would be considered a larger body in our society. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up, I was large as a child and got all sorts of messages about how that was bad and I needed mm-hmm. to fix that and fix my body. And mm-hmm. so I never really went down the path of dieting, but I certainly was always very aware of my size and trying mm-hmm. to eat, you know, that was back in the low fat era. I'm a child yeah. of the eighties and nineties. <laughs> and so uh-huh very uh, conscientious about lowering my fat and exercised a lot and um, just had a lot of body image issues for sure growing up. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I entered college, that kind of started morphing into more of an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I entered the dietetics program right about that same time at Mm -hmm. um, the college. I went to Brigham Young University Mm -hmm. and I've heard for some people getting into the dietetics profession can kind of exacerbate their eating disorder Mm -hmm. tendencies. For me, it really helped me have a healthier relationship with food, Mm -hmm. realizing, you know, no good foods, bad foods. I learned all that. And so, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So I was really blessed. I kind of got myself out of that path before it really Mm -hmm. got serious. So I was was lucky in that regard, but Mm -hmm. my body image issues really continued with me on, mm-hmm. honestly, through most of my thirties, almost into my forties. And it wasn't until maybe four or five years ago that I had an experience that kind of just helped me flip the switch in my head. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the bathroom one day, I was beating myself up mm-hmm. for how I looked. And I had a really clear impression and I'm a religious person. So mm-hmm. I believe yeah. this impression came from God and Holy yeah. Spirit, but you know, take it how you want, but the the clear, um, thoughts and sentences that Mm -hmm. came to my mind were number one, your body is amazing. Mm. And it really kind of stopped me, stopped me in my tracks and helped me realize Mm. like how, how ungrateful I had been for my body and all the incredible, incredible things it could do and how focused I was on its looks and not its abilities. Mm -hmm. And then the second thought was, you're focused on the wrong thing. Wow. And I really realized like focusing on weight and my body size just had never done me any good. <laughs> mm, yeah. And so I really, at that moment decided like, I'm done, I'm done with the scale. I'm done with the weighing myself and focusing on weight loss. And I had heard about intuitive eating before, but I hadn't really dived into that and the help at every size. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really dove into those areas and it really helped heal my body image issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, I love, 
I love hearing that. Thank you for sharing all that. What you just said really stood out where you said like you're focusing on the wrong thing because I think that's so huge. I think so many people think that they're focusing on the right thing by, you know, seeing like, well, what do I need to like cut out of my diet or do I need to exercise more? Do I need to do this, do that? And, you know, I think a lot of it comes from the pressure in our society and the, you know, stigma that people face based on their body size. Um, and then also just this pressure to like fit this certain like mold of what your body should look like, but then really seeing like, okay, no, I'm focusing on the wrong thing. Like my body is great as it is. There's nothing that needs to change. Yeah. And, and it wasn't to say that I had some behaviors that could change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a dietitian, so obviously mm-hmm. I eat my vegetables and I yeah. <laughs> try to yeah. exercise. But at that point I had had five children mm-hmm. and throughout, yeah, throughout those years, I had kind of started putting my health on the back burner a little mm-hmm. bit, caring mm-hmm. for their needs over my own. So for sure, I wasn't consistent with my exercise and, mm-hmm. you know, there were things. And so in that moment I realized it wasn't that I couldn't, um, try to improve my health. Yeah. It was just focusing on the weight aspect wasn't doing yeah. any good and focusing more on my habits and my behaviors, mm-hmm. whether or not the weight changed, that was yes. where I started seeing success in my health. And my body mm-hmm. changed a little bit as I worked mm-hmm. on that, but not much. I'm, yeah, you know, I think just naturally my body size wants to be bigger and mm-hmm. I've come to accept that. And mm-hmm really focusing on those behaviors helped me have more energy and yes. all those things we, you know, we know as dietitians and we love mm-hmm. to help other people do, but it was how I felt yes. was way more yes. important than how I looked at that point. Yeah. And I love that you said all that. Cause I think there can be this misconception when it comes to like intuitive eating and all, all of that, that it's also just like anti-health that we're like, yeah. okay, just eat ice cream all the time and French fries <laughs> and this and that. But you know, that's so far from it. It's just, how do we shift that your focus to behaviors instead of numbers where sure, maybe you're still working to like eat more veggies or move your body more or improve your sleep or whatever the habits may be, but it's not focusing on it through the lens of like, okay, well, I need to drop, you know, X amount of pounds or something like that, because we know that doesn't work. Yes. And that's just, a recipe for discouragement because Mm -hmm. after a Mm -hmm. year of changing some of my behaviors and, you know, Mm -hmm. I felt so good and I could tell some of my, my body had changed a little bit and that, you know, I lost a little bit of fat around my stomach Mm -hmm. and I just stopped weighing myself because that, Mm -hmm. you know, was what I needed to do. (laughs) Yeah. But I ended up, I, we were like applying for life insurance or something at one point Mm -hmm. about a year later. And I, Mm -hmm. so I had to get on the scale Mm -hmm. and my weight had not changed at all. Mm -hmm. and, but I knew my body had, and Mm -hmm. had I been weighing myself all along, Mm -hmm. I know that would have been so frustrating and discouraging if that was the focus. And so just knowing that that number means absolutely nothing (laughs) when it comes to your health, it's just really freeing Mm -hmm. for a lot of people to throw that scale away. Uh, I totally agree. And I think that can be a great boundary to have of like, I'm just not even going to keep a scale at home because it's Mm -hmm. so easy to like, just, yeah, let that, let that number dictate so much of your behaviors and actions and, and that sort of thing. Yes, exactly. One thing you mentioned you, when you sent over your bio to us part at the end that I loved said, I also dream of a world free of weight stigma and messages that tell women they must look a certain way to be healthy, worthy, respected, and loved. And I 
love that message. And I would love just kind of to hear you like speak a little more on that and, and kind of your heart behind that. Yeah. I mean, just fat phobia, weight stigma, mm. just is not doing anybody any good. It's yeah, just yeah. so detrimental to we women, to little girls. I mean, you mm. look at the eating disorder yeah. statistics and it's just mm. out of control For and sure. it all comes from that. It's this desire to just mold and shape our body into what mm. we think it should look like or what society yeah. tells us it should look like. And again, it's taking the focus off of health mm-hmm. and health. I'm so passionate about health that it's yeah. dri- it just drives me crazy that we're doing such unhealthy things to our mm-hmm. bodies to try to overcome yeah. this weight stigma. And you can't blame anybody for dieting or for, you know, trying to change their body. It's, it's society that's causing these things. Mm -hmm. And so it really is a systemic issue that we all need to be aware of and we all need to help combat. We Mm -hmm. need to be calling out when we see weight stigma anywhere, whether it's direct, you know, like bullying of large bodies Mm -hmm. or indirect, just like subtle little messages that we, Mm -hmm. that we see even in um, like health classes in school, you see it. And Obviously in the media, social media, it's prevalent before and after pictures and all the, the diet mm-hmm. craziness out there. And really any message that, that puts the focus on the body and its mm-hmm. size rather than on the person. Um, I'm a huge proponent, huge proponent of weight neutrality. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've read the book, uh, More Than a Body. No, I haven't. But, I'm going to have to oh, read that. Lindsay and Lexi Kite. It's in the yeah. Incredible okay. book. I'm writing that down so don't forget. I'm after. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's one I highly recommend everybody read. Um, but they talk a lot about you know body objectification, mm-hmm. just how our society has, and we have taken mm-hmm. ourselves and instead of experiencing life through our body, it's almost like we're a separate person looking at ourselves. Yeah, as we experience life, we're mm-hmm. we're judging ourselves, we're monitoring our body, we're you know it's yeah it's so true instead of just using our body to live life. And one quote, I think they coined it that I absolutely love and, and tell myself over and over because this body image thing isn't a one and done. It's not like, Oh yeah. I never deal with body image issues or, you know, I just spent a week at the beach camping at the beach with my family and mm-hmm. came home and I had a lot of body image issues to work mm-hmm. through after being in a swimsuit for a week and yeah. seeing other bodies in swimsuits. Mm. But the, the quote that I love that I keep repeating is your body is an instrument, not an ornament. Mm -hmm. When we can just remember that, yeah, that the purpose of our bodies is not to look good for others or to Mm -hmm. be a certain size or, or a shape. It's to experience life through it's to have children for we women, you know, who can have children and raise the children and, um, serve others. And, you know, there's just so many things yes. we can do with these bodies that have absolutely nothing to do with how they look. Yes. But then we live in a culture that puts so much emphasis on outward appearance and makes people think that that's kind of like your rite of passage. Like you yes. have to kind of fit in this certain mold if you want to achieve all of these things in the exactly. world. Yeah. And people, you know, in certain size bodies get paid mm-hmm. more and, yeah. yeah, and get treated differently. So mm-hmm. again, I am never judged somebody who tries to shrink their body or uh, does things for appearance reasons, because that's just the world we live in. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's a hard balance to find. 
Mm. What are some, like, for people listening, especially for people who are listening who may be in, like, a larger body, what are some things that, like, maybe you tell other people or even like you've told yourself when it comes to like really working to just like combat weight stigma. Cause I think sometimes with something like weight stigma, it also makes me think of just like diet culture in general, like something that's like just so like massive that yes, it's like, how, how we, yes. Like how do we even like, where do we even begin? <laughs> um, yes. And I think that's, we're kind of seeing like, okay, well just like within your own life, like what's something you can do to like push back at that. Um, so what are some things that maybe like have helped you or that you've told, um, other people kind of in their journey as well? Yeah, I kind of have, um, four main things I like to focus Mm -hmm. on when I'm trying to help others or myself even to feel comfortable in my own body, no matter what size it decides to be at any given Mm -hmm. stage of my life. Uh, the first one is to remember to have a flexible body image. So this just means realizing that no matter how you look right now, your body's going to change. It's Mm -hmm. inevitable. We're not all meant to look like we did when we were 20. Um, I used to compare myself, you know, to my wedding photos in my Mm -hmm. late thirties. And it's just Mm -hmm. so funny how we think that our bodies aren't supposed to change for some reason, especially, you know, I'd had five children at that point and (laughs) what we do to ourselves. Um, so recognizing my body is going to change, whether that means weight wise or wrinkles or, you know, Mm. things are shifting, whatever, but just recognizing and accepting that when that change does come, you get pregnant or get menopause or whatever, Mm -hmm. then it's not such a shock to your body image. It's like, okay, yep. This is just what bodies do. This is the normal cycle of life and there's Mm. nothing wrong with me or my body for changing. Mm -hmm. So I think just kind of going through life, recognizing that, having that flexible body image, and then also to just stop looking to other people for validation Mm. is huge for me. I used to think if my husband just told me I was beautiful every day, then I could feel beautiful or, you know, society just stopped um, treating large people in this way, then I could Mm -hmm. feel worthy and I realized it really just has to come from within. You can't look at any external sources for validation of your worth Mm -hmm. or your beauty. If you want to feel beautiful, you can feel beautiful anytime you want. It's Mm -hmm. all in your thoughts. Yeah. Um, Again, I'm more just take the focus off the body altogether. So Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with wanting to feel beautiful and, and feeling beautiful if you want to, but I feel like that's just such a boring part of who we are (laughs) and not important part. Uh-huh. of who we are. So, yeah. And then because I believe in God, I also mm-hmm. look to him to help yeah. me feel my worth because mm-hmm. he sees me perfectly mm-hmm. and he doesn't care. Of course, I, yeah. I believe how we look. Yeah. And so remembering and trying to see myself through his eyes is mm-hmm. really helpful as well. Yeah. The third thing I try to do is to take care of myself. So mm-hmm. A lot of times we think of body image as a mental thing, how we're thinking about ourselves, but when we're taking care of our bodies, when we're getting enough sleep and and moving and eating foods that help us feel good, then that really helps us feel better no matter how we look. So you can have somebody like for me, example, for example, before I kind of had that epiphany and started just focusing on my behaviors, I just did not feel good about my body, not only how it looked, but just how I felt. I knew that... Mm -hmm. There were things I could be doing better. And then when I shifted and started adding more healthy habits into my life, 
again, my body didn't change a whole lot, but I just felt so much better about it because I had this peace knowing I'm treating it well. I'm doing all I can to be healthy. And then it gets to decide what it wants to look like. Mm. And that just brings a lot of peace and can help Mm. you feel a lot more comfortable. And then the fourth thing is just trying to find beauty and gratitude in all your body can do. Mm. Focusing on, again, when I went to the beach last week with my family and I started focusing a lot on like how my body looked in a swimsuit, I had to keep bringing myself back to like, my body is able to go play in the ocean and take Mm. a jog on the beach and play games with my family and hug my relatives and all the things my body could do and taking it off of how it looked in the moment in my Mm -hmm. swimsuit um, really helped me kind of get out of that uh, negative body image Mm. spiral. Yeah. Gosh, all of those are so good and so powerful. Um, Just, yeah, to see like, how can we take the attention off of our body? Um, Again, in a world that's telling us like, we need to be just laser focused on our body. It's like, how can we see other things? And I think, I mean, even you talking about that trip, like, I think if we think about the ways negative body image can impact just our day to day, it's like on trips like that, maybe you like are dreading going, you don't want to wear a bathing suit. You are so focused on your body the whole time that you don't even, you're not present with your family. Um, so really thinking about like, how can I like talk back to that? Um, And I like what you said too about that of like focusing on what your body can do because I think sometimes I see this for clients where depending where they where they are in just like their body image journey, it can feel hard to like all of a sudden say all these like positive things about their body because it may not feel true to them. And so sometimes doing more so like, okay, well, what can your body do? Like it allows me to go like play in the ocean with my kids or go walk my dog or you know, whatever the things that it can do. It's kind of looking at it through a more like practical lens. Um, and then maybe you reach a point of feeling more of that confidence in your body, or like you said, just kind of like that neutral feeling of like, okay, maybe there's days where I do feel a little better in my body, but there's days where I'm like, okay, I just feel neutral and I'm just going to like leave it at that and knowing like that's okay too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I love everything about how my body looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah. I used to think that that's what I needed. And now mm-hmm. I just realize that's not my goal. Like mm-hmm. that's not the purpose of life is to yeah. love everything about how your body looks maybe. And if you do, yeah. and if you want to choose thoughts that help you think that, then again, mm-hmm. I'm not against that. If somebody yeah. just loves every aspect of their body, great. Mm-hmm. But I, I just choose to put my focus and energy on other things. I don't, that's not Mm -hmm. a high priority for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that can be, I tell a lot of our clients that like, it can be hard to reach this point of like, I love everything about my body. Like you may have days where you're like, wow, I like look really pretty today. or I love how my hair looks. So like there's certain aspects, but also again, like pointing out your hair, it's like, there's days too, where like, you may be like, I am having a horrible hair day. Like, it's just, I feel like natural human tendency to have days where you just like, don't love something about your body. And I think the shift is like how you navigate that. Where like in the past, you maybe jump to, you know, diet, avoiding things, over-exercising, whatever those things may be. And now it's like, okay, I feel more equipped to navigate these thoughts or support myself and like move past that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When I got back from the beach, I could tell myself starting to have those Mm 
feelings like, oh, maybe I need to cut out sugar. Maybe I need mm-hmm. to, you know, start yeah. exercising longer. And yeah. I just could really stop myself a lot faster and be like, this is, mm. <laughs> you know, this is just, uh, yeah, my diet, my past diet culture self speaking and realizing, com- going mm-hmm. through that quicker. Yeah. Realizing yeah. that's not the goal. Yes. Yes. That's because I, I think you said something about that earlier. Like I'm focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. Like there's, there's other things to focus on and even shifting it. Like you said earlier, of like, okay, how do I focus on certain behaviors instead of just like the number? Um, yes. and it's such a, like, I mean, it's like an, an everyday journey. Like, like we've said, I think multiple times throughout this conversation, like you never really arrive at this destination of like, I feel great in my body, um, because of like weight stigma that exists. And because of the you know diet culture that we live in, like, there's always going to be something thrown our way. Um, yes. yeah. And yeah, I, I think, think that was, that was really discouraging for me. Actually, that was one thing that I kind of sat down and did a body image exercise after the beach mm-hmm. that I like to send that my client, clients through when they're having a bad body image day or mm-hmm. moment. And that is something I realized, like, oh, I thought I was past this. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of discouraging realizing, even though these hits to my body image come a lot less frequent, mm-hmm. frequently now that I've been working on it for a while, they mm-hmm. still come, you know, yeah. and I'm, I might have to deal with it forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's understandable given that I spent almost 40 years thinking about my body in a negative way that it's going to take a while to, to overcome that. And it might take 40 years to Mm. (laughs) undo those, those thoughts, Yeah, but it is possible and it gets easier Mm. for sure. As you go and as you practice. Mm. That's such a good point. Gosh, well, Jenna, this is so helpful. And I know all of our listeners, um, I'm sure have tons of takeaways from this. Um, I think it's so powerful, you know, just the conversation of body image in general, but also when it, when it comes to just like weight stigma and living in a body, that's not, you know, what society would deem like the ideal body, but also, I mean, what we know is like what we see in the media, even though it's portrayed as the ideal body is like what not many people's body naturally look like anyway. Right. Um, so I think, yeah, conversations like this are very important. Um, so for people listening who want to just learn more about you, where can they find you? I have a podcast called Finding yeah. True Health. Mm-hmm. I go mostly over body image things, intuitive eating, and then also habit formation. Awesome. And so they can find me there. Um, I'm starting a Facebook, private Facebook mm-hmm. group as well. Uh, the same name, Help Throughout or uh, Finding True Health. Perfect. So they can come join that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have a program called Help Through Habits. Uh-huh. They can check out on my website, genoate.com. Perfect. So any of those places, I'm perfect. There. Yeah. And we will have all of that linked in the show notes. Great. Thank so, you so much. Yeah. Thank you for being here today, Jenna. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining today's episode on the free method podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review that helps others discover this message of freedom. Share this with your friends and make sure you tag us on Instagram at free method nutrition. And if you're ready to start your own journey to freedom, I'd love to offer you a free call to chat with me about your health goals. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash free call to schedule yours. We will see you in the next episode.